Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Thank you to our amazing supporters and our listeners for your support. If you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. We've got a lot of things brewing, so make sure to stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and follow us on all of our social media outlets for updates and news. A reminder to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Super honored about the podcast today as I chat with leadership and culture expert, author, entrepreneur, motivational enthusiast, Army Ranger, J.B. Spizo. You can follow him on Instagram at J.B. Spizo. That's J-B-S-P-I-S-S-O. And make sure to stop by his website, jbsleaders.com, and pick up his book, Warrior Leadership. Let's welcome J.B. Spizo. Howdy, sir. Ron, how are you, my friend? I am absolutely awesome. How are you? I just, good, by the I'm way, good. I start recording immediately. Okay, awesome. Good. <laughs> um, I'm great. How, how was the weekend? I know you had visitors in last week. Was it good? It was good. It was good. This weekend was uh, a little boring, but, yeah. you know, just house stuff. But, yeah. Cool. Well, first of all, thank you for the book, man. Like I, I'm super excited. I'm waiting to get done with school before I dive in, but I'm actually heading out that way probably a week from Wednesday. I don't know if okay. I'll actually get to Vegas, but um, getting out to the business partners and we're going to go up to um, Montana and stuff. So Beautiful. I'll be, if I do get to, to Vegas, I will give you a heads up. We can go grab a coffee or something. That'd be cool. I'd love it. So, um, but thank you for doing this, man. Cause I, you know, I think when, when the, when the good doctor introduced us, you know, he's got those magic ways of, <laughs> of putting like-minded people that are doing, um, what, you know, I hope to say like interesting, important things in the world. And you are, you know, 26, 26 years in the military, correct? 26 years 20, retired sergeant major yep. correct mm -hmm. um so you were an army ranger like so special forces like super intense stuff and then you moved on to doing consulting you started your own um your own business um you're an author as well as i mentioned earlier but then you also worked uh for the florida panthers for four years or so and you know yeah. so there's a lot of things for me that i think uh I'd love to talk about, like, I, I loved, I read a quote of yours that said the similarities to being the military and being an athlete. Cause that's something that we, we talk about at the abstract athlete. Um, you were talking, I think more in terms of leadership, which is what you deal with, but in terms of translation, but I, I think that there's like so many different avenues and, um, an overlap of what we talk about and what we do. And again, I think we're working towards collaborating in the future, which is super exciting for us. So, um, you know, like for me, this is just like open forum, your platform kind of a thing. I always say that. And, um, but just like, again, like I just, I appreciate having you on because like, I think immediately when, when, you know, 
when Doc introduced us, it was like, okay, yeah, this guy's this guy's solid, awesome, amazing guy, and you know, just excited to to talk and and hear hear stories and stuff. No, glad. Uh, thanks for having me, Ron. And you're right, uh, Doctor Sifu is, um, you know, he's uh, probably one of the smartest individuals I've ever met in my life, and um, you know, he's a great great connector. Um, you know, he's one of those that. Um, um, he can peel back the onion to people and you're right. He can, he can find the best version of them. And, you know, he did that with me. So I was honored to work with him and we were in Florida and, uh, you know, we're onward and upward. <laughs> How like, so when you were, when you were a kid, did you, did you play sports? Like what, what got you into the military? Do you have a military family? Like what were some of those steps? You know, I, I always like the stories behind you know, you just mentioned, you know, Dr. Sifu in, in terms of peeling back the onion and like, so what is your onion? Like, you know, cause what I, what I've got is from the, you know, the few times we've talked and from doing research, but you know, were you an athlete growing up you obviously love athletics just in terms of you work with athletes, you know, you've worked specifically with the Panthers, but you've also worked with other athletes. And I think even the other day you were talking about working with some golfers out in, in Vegas. Um, but what, like, what was your, like growing up and how did you get in to the military and how did you decide you wanted to be, you know, like, cause you went to the next level in terms of being in the special, you know, special forces, like army ranger, like that's top of the top stuff. Yeah, no. So, you know, grew up in a, you know, in a great family, uh, mom and dad, two older sisters and, you know, Latrobe, Pennsylvania, right outside of uh, Pittsburgh, you know, <laughs> so. Famous uh, for, Latrobe is famous for, isn't there a beer there? Uh, Rolling Rock. There you go, Rolling Rock. <laughs> yeah, so. Um, and so, um, you know, I, I felt like I wanted to do some military service uh, before I went on to college. Um, you know, I was a, I was a relatively okay athlete growing up and tried to stay fit. Um, but again, didn't know, you know, like what I knew today about fitness and athletics and that sort of thing. And I don't think anybody did back then, you know, there was no internet. So, you know, you just kind of like, you know, you went to the gym and you're like, you know, if you're a sophomore, you, you, you watch what the senior was doing. Oh, bench press. I should do bench press. Okay. <laughs> right. And then you'd see somebody doing something else, hit, hitting the, you know, hitting the speed bag. Oh, I should hit the speed bag. Right. So I remember, I actually just had this conversation with a high school friend of mine and I remember she got, I don't know how many people at the time to do yoga back then. Yeah. And it's like unheard of. Like I was just unheard like, what of. the hell are we doing? I don't know what yoga is, but we were doing yoga upstairs in the, in the weight room area. And it's mm -hmm. like today it's almost like mandatory. It's like part mm -hmm. of, so it's, it's interesting. Like you said, it, that the differences between when we were growing up and what they do now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If you said, if you said yoga back when I was growing up, they were like, that's crazy talk yoga, you know? So, um, so, uh, you know, it's something I wanted to do. I wanted to not put the burden of, of college payment, you know, on, on my parents. So, you, you know, the military was given the college fund and the army was given the college fund. And, and I thought, well, if I'm going to be in it for four years, I might as well do something grueling. And, and lo and behold, you know, I signed up for this army ranger contract and, um, 
you know, I often tell a story, you know, my first day showing up into Ranger indoctrination program back when it was called then RIP, you know, the, you know, the head sergeant came out and he looked at all of us, probably 130, 140 guys. And he said, I don't care if any of you make it. And, um, you know, and there it began, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, there, and there it began. I can't tell you how many times I threw up. So, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it was just, um, it was just, you know, I'll tell a funny story. I don't tell this one often, but, you know, they had these old World War II barracks. And so, like, um, you know, you slept in the first floor, but the second floor was like the classroom. But you weren't allowed to use the stairs. So you had to come outside and you had to climb this cargo net into the windows. So they had cargo net draped over the windows. And you had to climb this cargo net up into the windows, <laughs> in and out. So only the, only the cadre were allowed to use the stairs. It was, like, insane. I was like, what am I into? I had, like, no idea. Um, and so, um, you know, fortunately, you know, I was able to, you know, muster through that and, uh, you know, find the, um, awareness and mental toughness and, oh, by the way, you know, I'm not going to get cut today and made it in. And then after about a couple of years of doing it, you know, then I made Sergeant and I was around some great people. And I tell you, it's a run and gun unit, like every single day. Um, it's, it's, it's being a professional athlete, like every single day, if you, if you don't do enough, they're going to find somebody else to replace you. Simple as that. And so, uh, then I said, okay, maybe I can do this. And then I started to get good at it and I got promoted and it was doing well. And, and I had great mentors around me. And I think, I think it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how talented you are. If you don't, if you're not in the right environment with the, with the right mentors, it, you know, your talent can, can take you so far, but it's not going to get you to that level that you need to be. And, um, you know, uh, I mean, you can even go back to, um, you, you know, Tom Brady's uber successful. Uh, but that first year he made the Patriots, he was the fourth quarterback on the roster. So, so look how many teams keep four quarterbacks. None of them. None, literally right? none, 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 none. And he kept them because Bill Belichick knew if he, if he cut him, he, he wouldn't he, he, somebody would pick him up on waivers. So he knew that he was a special player. Um, and so those are things that, 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 that mentorship and caring and leadership that's, that's all inherent, but, but it's all Ron, you know, it's all learned. We learn all this. Sure. Your parents are primary caregiver. They can imprint some of that on you. And I think my parents did, but I didn't, I wasn't some like, uber tough kid or anything when I joined the military I was probably at the other end like oh my god I'm I'm trying to just be here today and so you learn that you develop that do you I mean do you think that a lot of you know because that is one of the questions I always ask guests is like those people that inspire us and mm -hmm. and I assume you know I think both you and I are inspired by, by Dave, by Dr. Sifu. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but I mean, like who are like, are a lot of your inspirations, do they come from the military and those, that mentor space and like, and who are they? Like how, who are those people that like really pushed you forward? Because mm -hmm. you do speak like really eloquently about like all these things that we are, who we become are are truly from the people we meet and are around and choose to surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing I think is, and I'll get to the military folks in a minute, but sure. what I think I think is unique about uh, Dr. Sifu is, is that, um, you know, he has this elegant way of speaking. And even when he, uh, listen, there's times he told me, Hey, listen, you need to, you need to tighten something up. 
right? But but the way he would say it um, was such in a positive way. And, you know, I always like to say that, you know, people may not always want to hear the truth, but they tend to trust those that deal in it. Yep. And so, and so like he deals in the truth in, in a, in a, in, in, in his own fashionable way. Um, so I think that's important in the military. I found that, you know, as a, obviously as a young man, you know, like I was always looking, looking to the, you know, those, those leaders, you know, Hugh Roberts, um, Andy, Andy, Andy Ulrich, um, Hank Kersey, Greg Wade, those sort of things. But then as I grew in, in ranks, I also looked at like, a lot of these cadets, these West Point cadets that are now, you know, amazing officers in the army or in the business community and doing wonderful things, you know, John McCaskey, Matt Wilcoxon, um, uh, Dan Alex, like people like that, that. So I think you can learn mentorship. You can get inspired from, from both levels. You know, um, uh, you know, I have these, I have these two young men that, that, that help me now, two young college, college, uh, people on my staff and, um, uh, you, you know, um, Ryan Carmichael and, and Nikhil and, and they've like pushed me out of my comfort zone. They're like, Hey, look, you're so good at this. Like you need to just, and I'm like, Oh, and, <laughs> and, and I think it's, I, so my point is, is that I think you can get inspiration from all levels, right? Yep. You just, you just, you just look at that. And I look at my children, how my children inspire me, you know, all work their way through college, all college grads, all doing wonderful things in, in, in their, in their business and their life and the community, different, different aspects, but, but you know, how they inspire me. So, so I think that sometimes we're saying, oh, you know, we look at, you know, Warren Buffett or Steve Jobs or whatever, you know, oh, I'll be like that, yep. you know, um, I'll be the next Elon Musk, whatever. Um, I, I don't think it's, I don't think that's necessarily how you should look at anything. I think you should say, um, I, I, I need to find the best version of myself. No, I, you, you said something, I, I get inspired by my students all the time, you know, and I, I, I absolutely a hundred percent agree with that idea that inspiration doesn't have to be somebody uh, like theoretically above who we are, like job wise or, or, or talent wise or whatever. It can be those people that we are so-called below what we are or younger than us. Like, and I, and I think that's actually important because I, I do think inspiration can come from anywhere. That, that mm -hmm. idea that, that we, we move forward. I love to hear that your, your interns, are pushing you and making you uncomfortable in a different way because that is like it. I, somebody said to me the other day, and I and I probably said this on another podcast, but I love this quote. Somebody said, "Don't be a, don't be afraid to fail at something new," and right. because I think that gives us permission to keep trying things, to be mm -hmm. uncomfortable with trying things, and to not not expect us to su immediately succeed at that mm -hmm. but then you just keep trying you, and, and you get better at those things that you're uncomfortable with and then you become comfortable with it and then you try something new and mm -hmm. and so I, I i don't know like i just i always like that idea of having that inner mechanism that pushes us to do different things which i'm, I'm sure the military really trained you mm -hmm. in terms of like discipline and drive I mean, is that, do you take a lot of what the military gave you in terms of what you do in your business now? Um, like what, what gave you the idea to write a, a book? Like, where did that come from? 
Well, the mil- yeah, military definitely pushes you out of the comfort zone. I mean, you know, you, if, when you exit an aircraft at 25,000 feet, you know, you're out of your comfort zone right there, right? You know, I'm going to take your word air- for that one. I'm not going to jump out of airplane it, you know, um, it, you know, I had a lot of life, life skills that I thought, and, um, you know, um, actually it was, you know, like Dan Alex, uh, the, this West Point, West Point cadet, he's, you know, and he's a major in the army, getting ready to be a Lieutenant Colonel. Like he's just a great, I mean, we just talked the other day when we, we, we worked on the, uh, West Point scuba team together. And, uh, you know, now he's this Uber scuba diver. He's doing such wonderful things. And, and he said to me, he's like, Hey, you should, you should put some of this on paper. And I, and I chipped away at it, chipped away at it. And then of course, you know, I found an editor to help me and that was it. And, what, and it's not war stories at all. I don't, I don't go into anything like that. It's the, it's to help you on your, on your climb of the ladder, especially if you're an emerging leader, there's some great touch points here uh, in my book, you know, chapters are short. There's takeaways at the end that you could say, and you could circle and highlight and be like, you know what? This is this is this is good. Um, a friend of mine um, who's who's read my book, he's he's got it all highlighted and tabbed. I love it because that's exactly what I want was going for. Well, you know, I even looked can, at I even looked back. at the the Amazon reviews and like they're all the reviews are like five stars. It's like this thing is diamond gold. Like this is the thing that pushed me forward, and and yeah. I, I do I think that's why I'm excited to read it because I do think that crossover of military and working in sports world and being creative through through being a writer and like what like what did you actually going back to your college stuff what did you what were you studying or what did you study uh, well, degree yeah so my degrees in uh, organizational management and leadership uh you know so my college i chipped away at it for 20 years okay so you know People say I can't get I you know I can't get a college degree. It took me twenty years to get there, and I did, and I graduate and I graduated with honors. Yes, <laughs> yes, right from 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 Nyack College in New York. So, but it was um, uh, you know, part of that is is that you just um, you, you know, you just try to like improve who who you are. It was great because my editor, she was awesome. She was like. I know what chapters you just wrote and I know what chapters you wrote 10 years ago. And I said, how do you know? I said, I said, how do you know? She's like, you're writing as much better. I said, aha. So, so those early chapters, she gave back to me. She's like, rewrite it, rewrite it, rewrite it. it." I mean, listen, when I, when I got my transcript back from her, you know, she had it for about three weeks and uh, then I finally got it back. I was like all nervous. It was the Texas chainsaw massacre. Right. So (laughs) she's like don't take it personal i'm like i'm not but i went i got back to work but that's all part of like learning and developing so no i i love that so i mean like describe (laughs) describe a little bit like what you did with the panthers maybe what you do with some of the athletes that you're you're working with currently i remember again like just reiterating you said you're working currently with a couple golfers because i think and you know i deal with golfers student athletes in my class and i do think golf is literally one of the most mentally challenging sports because you're in your head the whole time and you're by yourself except for your caddy but that you know i mean it's it's and so like i assume I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but like, 
it's that's got to be really a interesting dynamic to work with a golfer and then you know again like working with a hockey player because two completely different mentalities on how to approach and or attack the the sport you're playing and so how do you like work through those things and do you have favorites do you not you don't have to name names but like favorite sports that you know like you work with just because maybe it fits your mentality or or is that not not really something you think about no i try not to think about the sport look i love hockey you know because i i grew up playing it and i love baseball too and and yes. hockey's probably my favorite but i think with i think with um uh athletes you know i don't really look at the sport like i don't uh, that's the first thing because anytime like it called in like their coach is like oh, are you gonna mess this swing up i'm like i don't even know what the hell you're doing okay <laughs> i could care and i could care less that's the best thing and then and they like me because that's the first thing i say i say but i'm gonna try to um just chip off some rough edges of this person as a human being and first off, it's deciding what they need. Some some need a little bit of leadership. Some need a little bit of mental toughness. Some need a little bit of humility. Some need a little bit of courage. And that's all part of that. I just chip off these rough edges to help them become the best version of themselves. Listen, obviously, I want them to do great at their sport because that's what they do. But but I, and, and, and you know, I always say that you know some some people will play their sport professionally but everybody will be a professional at something so that's at the end of the day you know that that's what i want and of course you know you want to end up like you know one of my favorites and my friend Sidney crosby not only a great athlete but an outstanding human being and, and at the end of the day that that, that that's that's what you want uh, and if somebody can end up like that then great so I think that's the importance of, of, of that and, and learning how to be a winner. I think learning how to be a winner is very important. You know, we all want to win, um, but winning is a byproduct of like loving the battle, loving the understanding that, you know, every single day on that kind of stuff, I have to grind, but I also have to keep myself in balance. You know, I can't be, I can't be out of balance. You know, you, you, you probably watched the tiger documentary, the, the, the two, two parts. I mean, poor tiger was out of balance. Right. And then, yeah. and I look at his, I look at his group who were taking care of him. They let him be out of balance. Why? Because he was making them all money. Yeah. You know, no, no one walked in there and said, or maybe somebody didn't, he got rid of them, but no one walked in there and said, Hey, tiger, you, we, we need to, we need to back off here a little bit. We need to, you know, we need to take some time. And, you know, he was definitely, you know, driven. Look, he, you know, he won the, did he win the, he Mas won a major won the Masters major with like two years ago oh yeah. yeah but he won a major with a broken leg yeah. remember u.s open like, yeah 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 <laughs> so so but my but my point is is that um you know you want to continue to find that balance in your life too and i think that's that's important and it's a, it's a healthy balance and and i think whether you're an athlete or you're a business professional you know you have to you have to encompass that you know is it is it is it good to great or is it good to your best Right. And, and that's, and that's what you should try to do. Yeah. And I, I you mm -hmm. see again, like, I think that's, that's a lot of that overlap that, that we mm -hmm. talk about as well is that, that balance and what, what like having a, a physical exercise that you do every day, a creative mm -hmm. mental exercise, you know, we, we talk about creativity and, you know, and then bringing what, Dr. Sifu also talks about a lot with, with the diet and that is well-rounded and like having, having those things. And again, it doesn't mean that you have to be a professional artist. It doesn't mean you have to be a professional athlete. It doesn't mean that you have to like be a vegan, like, like the doc, but 
like if you eat well, if you exercise mentally and physically every day, you are creating a healthy environment for yourself and creating wellness for yourself. And, and those things, you know, I always say for us, like the idea of doing something creative 20 minutes a day, that's not a lot of time. Like everybody has 20 minutes to do that. And what it does is it, it, it allows you to recover. It allows you to kind of disappear for those 20 minutes, which we all need because life is stressful, like whatever it is you do. And, and then, so then the roller coaster of life doesn't become as dramatic. The, the highs and lows are just not as, at as, as big. And is, I mean, is that something that you talk to the athletes? Cause you do like, again, you were just talking about, about that balance. Right. And as a professional athlete, the, the stress on them to perform daily and the, the the for me it's kind of hysterical that if somebody has a bad game it's like we just want to just destroy them and it's like well have you never had a bad day at work have you not you know it's like we expect that athletes are different than us and they're not they're just doing something different but we all have bad and so i assume that is that something that you bring into your methods of, of kind of teaching. Yeah. And a part of that is, you know, with these athletes, what we do is we say, well, because they are getting compensated this, they should always expect this. Well, well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, how about, how about, how about, how about Bernie Madoff that was getting compensated this and he, you know, he, he, he cheated, you know, $8 billion out of uh, people's retirement funds. Right. He ruined my Mets for a while. And, and he ruined your Mets. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, it's, it's all part of like, you know, you have to control what you can control, right. And you control yourself, your training and your mindset. That's the only thing you control. You know, a lot of times athletes, you know, we just had the NFL draft, right. And, and the NFL player friend of mine's like, Oh my God, you know, they, 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 they drafted two other players at my position. I'm like, so what, who cares if they drafted 10 players at your position? Go out and just, just do your job. Like that's, that's a part of it. And, and again, you know, a lot of times, you know, athletes are treated as a commodity, yep. right? Because, because, because they are, but that's why they get, you know, we hope they get compensated for it. And that's why I always tell athletes, like, get whatever you can get, you know, if you get a contract, get it because, you know, they love you now, they might not love you next year. So, and it's all part of it, but you have to go back to controlling what, controlling what you can control and you have to understand what you can do in your life. Um, did you, do you, do you watch that, um, uh, drive to survive that formula one series on Netflix? Do you I watch have, that? I would no, I have not seen, I was just mm -hmm. talking to Dave and Hillary about this yesterday. I have not, mm -hmm. I've heard it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, see season three, you, you don't, you don't have to watch all the seasons, but season three is amazing. And one of the seasons, um, a, uh, you know, one, one of the drivers, you know, gets in a, gets in a car crash and he should have been dead. And he basically walks out of the fire and, and he, and he sits down with his wife and he's like, that's it. I'm not driving again. Basically. He's like, you know, I walked out of fire, you know, okay. I wasn't a world champion, but you know what? I drove in formula one. Not a lot of people do. He, not a lot he of people do that. The, he drove in the uh, Lewis Hamilton era. Not, not many champions besides. It, 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 yeah. Not exactly. Yeah, he's a baller, by the way, Lewis Hamilton. He is a baller. He's on a Whew. he's on a different level. He's like, a baller, hundred yeah. um, percent. 
Um, but and so I think that's part of that is like, you know, we have to continue to control, like control, recontrol, you know, whether you're in business or music or sports, you know, the opponent, the customer, you know, the other team, you know, the, the enemy, you know, they have a vote in what happens to you. So you got to, you got to control your space. Uh, you can't, you can't control some other space. So you got you got to control your space. You got to go out there and and, you know, you got to be successful. There's a lot of people that do what I do and, and, you know, they won't, they won't take a seminar unless it's over 500 people. I don't care if it's one person, if I, it's one person or 5,000, I'm giving you, I'm giving you 110% because, yep. <laughs> because, because you paid for it. Right. And even, and even if you didn't, I'm giving it to you. And, and that's part of it is that as we continue to learn and grow, um, you know, how, how do we serve others? I think that's, that's very important. How do we help others on their success? You know, I got to tell you, Dr. Sifu is busy as he is, and he knows that I won't just call him arbitrarily. But if I, I call, you know, <laughs> but but if I call him, he picks up the phone. Yep. You know, and I, you know, I had and I had a very important question, you know, about a month ago, and I I needed and I needed some mentorship, and I had an important question. I needed some mentorship, and I called him, and you know, and and and, and one minute, you know, he 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 gave me he gave me what I needed to hear, so. I think that's, I think that's, that's, that's so important that, that if you, that you make time for others. Oh, I uh, absolutely. Because I, you know, like here I'm, I'm just a peon artist and, and he, I, I mean, I, I consider Dave to be a, just a, a huge friend of mine at this point. And hopefully I, you know, he would jokingly said, I don't know, whatever, but, but I think he, you know, like we've developed this, this mutual friendship and relationship and uh, you know i'll go hang out on his porch and just talk about whatever and i love that about him because you said he's one of the smartest people you've ever met the thing that i love about him is he doesn't act like it he doesn't try to like make you feel like you're beneath him he doesn't make anybody in the room feel that that they don't know something he tries i i you know he he talks in a way I think that everybody can understand. And, and, you know, when we know he could like sit here and drop these brain mm -hmm. words that are like way above my head. And so that, that to me is when you're connecting with everybody, mm -hmm. uh, like you, you win. And mm -hmm. because if you're, if you're trying to make people know that you're smart, like who are you helping? Like, what mm -hmm. are you doing? Mm -hmm. And so I, I don't know. I, I, I agree. Like I, I just, he's, he's just one of those people that I, like you said, you can just pick up the phone and, and he answers and mm -hmm. he, he is like, he's talking to military people. He's talking to presidents of universities, mm -hmm. blah, blah, all across. And I don't know. I, I just, he's, he's just a dynamite, dynamite guy. Wanted to take a quick break and remind everyone to follow JB on Instagram at JB Spiza. That's J-B-S-P-I-S-S-O. And also to make sure to stop by his website, jbsleaders.com. And also go pick up his book, Warrior Leadership. A reminder also to go check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandrich Podcast. Now, back to JB. What, like, what is 
going, going on on a different tangent, but like how, how many tours did you end up doing? Like what, what was, and I don't, you don't have to get into like what, yeah. what was done because I, you know, those are serious things, but like how many, cause. Yeah. So I was in Panama and Haiti with the Ranger Regiment. And then I spent all 2008 in Afghanistan okay. with uh, an, another service. So, so, I mean. Uh, you know, one, one tour, but it was 12 months. Which yeah, yeah, was, yeah. That's yeah, a long so. time. Mm-hmm. What did you yeah. like, uh, you know, I, I, I've talked to a lot of, you know, cause we work mm-hmm. with military personnel like that mm-hmm. are also creative. Um, I actually just had a Navy seal on um, last season and, you know, just what, what did you do while you were there to kind of buy, I don't want to say bide the time because, but there is that, the the stress of what you did uh, was there did you have like little things that you did to kind of move time forward away from mm-hmm. like those stressful things that you were doing yeah time really um time really uh, you know it it, it it went it went quickly the first six months and then one july time went like was like click click <laughs> click right click. Uh, so I, I tried to have a healthy workout as many days as I could. And, uh, you know, we had a British uh, trainer, um, uh, Dave Silvestri, uh, they called him Tweety cause he was giant and had a big bald head and, you know, <laughs> uh, former, former, you know, uh, he, he was, a uh, um, a, a British, uh, Royal Marine, you know, rugby player. So, you know, come on, Mike, let's go, you know, <laughs> let's go train. And so, you know, he made me throw up about every night, but that, <laughs> but that was the one piece that, that, that kept me, you know, kept, kept me healthy because it was, it was, um, it was a, uh, exhausting deployment, exhausting, um, mentally exhausting and, um, physically exhausting, but more mentally exhausting. It was very, very taxing as far as that. And so, um, it's, it, it, it's, it's funny because, um, you know, the, the, the gunfighter time was small, but the, you know, mentor, coach, teacher, medic, everything else time was, you know, nation builder was huge. And it just absolutely engulfs every, every party. So it was, it was, it was exhausting. So I, 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 I resorted back to physical fitness and that's what I do now to try to keep myself healthy is, uh, is I go to fitness. I read a lot. I don't watch a, I don't watch a ton of TV. Um, you know, yeah, my, Mm -hmm. I was going to say my TV watching is primarily sports at, Mm -hmm. you know, which has been for a long time. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God they're back to sports because that those couple months when sports disappeared at the beginning of the pandemic was Mm -hmm. just that realization of like, wow, this is kind of like a decompression thing for me Mm -hmm. that, that has been taken away. So it's like really, really, uh, uh, a zap of, of, uh, under, you know, just, it took, yeah, it it was tough. Mm -hmm. What, like, what is, is some of the, you know, like you've been doing the mentorship for 10 ish years. Is that like, is that correct? Maybe a little more like in the, in the professional sense. Yeah. I started 2005 part-time and then 2010 full-time. So yeah. Okay. So it's closed. Um, Mm -hmm. Like what, what are some of the goals you have moving, you know, like as you move forward, like, are, are you, do you think about writing another book? Mm-hmm. Um, are you, you know, I, I, I can tell like in, from some of our conversations, the joy you get out of 
working with with athletes but not just athletes just in general i think you like really love what you do but like what are some of the goals or where do you see things kind of going in the next couple years because i'm sure you know this is kind of an an add-on but doing this stuff right now has been probably a little bit more difficult just because of the pandemic and being everything being shut down and kind of what you're adding to their lives is probably like really really important Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a great in, in, in person person, right? Because you get to feel my energy yeah. because when people see it, they're like, wow, I got it. And I have that, have that. So, you know, you're doing everything virtual now, but I'm do, doing a ton of one-on-one. Uh, I'm in the process of writing a second book. It's called oh, cool. enjoy the, it's called enjoying the journey. And the forward's going to be written by uh, captain Ben Harrow. You might want to have him on, on, on your show. He's, he's right there in DC. He's an amazing yeah. story. Um, you know, uh, army, army, I assume yeah. army special, yeah. Special yeah. forces, West point graduate, um, yeah. lo, 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 lost both his legs. I'll let him tell you the story and basically found some, uh, uh, crazy Russian doctor with some experimental, uh, growth treatment to grow his femur. So now he wears, now he wears prosthetics. Yeah. Wow. And he, and he actually went to Walter Reed and he briefed the doctors on this surgery. <laughs> so before he, before he got it, you mean? Mm-hmm. before he got wow. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was gonna, and they were like, "Well," and he he found this he found this guy got on a flight because yeah, he now he's you know he he he's in prosthetics, not in a wheelchair, yep. and and now because of this, um, you know, there's uh, been a, at least a dozen other soldier, sailors, airmen that uh, Marines that have had the surgery done now, so, um, but so so I'm working on that. I, listen, I, I I look what I what I like to be is recognized as Tony Robbins, of course. Okay, I um. I don't have big teeth. I'm not that tall, but I think I'm as <laughs> motivating as, as he is. Uh, but I think what, I, you know, my goal is, is, is to try to help as many people as I can, you know, whether it's that up and coming executive that, that, that now it is trying to climb that ladder, that athlete trying to make a team or, or coming to the end of their career. And what do I do next? I think that, I think that's the gift in me. The gift in me is in, in, in empowering others. Um, you know, my friend, John Maloney, you know, he, he, he coined me a talent accelerator and I, and I love it. I use that a lot. It's just try to take, take their talent and excel, accelerate it to the next level or to find to become the best version of themselves. So, you, you know, hopefully Vegas is opening back up soon. So I'll get back to some keynote addresses. Cause I love doing those keynote addresses. Cause that's when you really can then interact with people. And then, you know, you pick up clients from there, but I got to tell you, I've been fortunate to be, you know, working through the pandemic and helping us others and my like my one-on-one coaching business is is really taken off because people need see they need this um and um but uh hopefully that um you know this is uh, you know the other thing is is if you think about it um you got a lifetime of experience this last 18 months right so use it for some good no i it's been wild because i think we've never been busier during Mm -hmm. this time uh and I, it's, I mean, obviously I would never want this to happen again, mm-hmm. but in some ways I think it actually benefited what we're doing and actually reiterated what we are, what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird, it's weird to say that and, and, and stuff like, what do you, I, you know, like, I'm, I'm curious, like, what do you think is the reason why you are so gifted at what you do? Like, is it, is it truly coming from, your military training or like, is it like, was it your upbringing? Was it like, do you like, 
like were your parents like really giving you know like in in that way or uh, you know like because it's interesting to me because you know you you do have this energy like and i think i mentioned okay. this to you a couple weeks ago even and i mean it, i'm i'm kind of the same way and i know i'm sure that some of it is my sports background like i'm mm -hmm. just like and 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 then i was a lead singer of a band so i had like that performative yeah. thing about me but what do where do you think it came from comes from well i think it started with my upbringing because i had a you know had a great family you know um my father um everybody in the town knew if they like needed something they would just call him like oh my my daughter's trying to get into pit university and the other day they would be like they'd be like call Mr. Spizo. Like he'll know somebody and he'd be like, okay, call this guy or call this girl. Like he just, and, and that was that generation, that post-World War II generation, they were all connected. And, and the amazing thing, you know, my mom and dad are unfortunately both paths, but the amazing thing that I always remember about my dad, like he never forgot anybody's name, dates, like it, it was, it, he, he met people with me and he knew he's like, Oh, you met that person. Da, 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 da. I'm like, what? And, <laughs> right. and, but it was just amazing how that, you know, that jet, that post-World War II generation was, and you know, uh, all that. And then, in, you know, in the military, you know, being in a wonderful unit, like the Ranger Regiment, a caring unit, it was tough as hell. Believe me, it was tough as hell. I mean, you messed up, you paid the price, but, um, it was a caring unit. And once you're in, you're in. You had to work hard every day. And I think that was part of it. And then, you know, going to West Point allowed me to spread my wings a little bit, be, be around, you know, highly educated people. You know, very, very bright people that work there. Be around some wonderful human beings that helped me on that path of success. And then I just started to, to tailor it a bit. And, uh, you know, and now since doing this, you know, I, again, you, you have to find mentors. You know, I talk about Kevin Weeks, John Maloney. You have to find people that, um, you know, Dr. Sifu, you have to find people that, that are going to, they're going to take effort and time in you. It's easy to just say, ah, forget it. He, he's, he's not good enough. He's not going to make it. But, it's, but, it, but if you see something in somebody, you owe it to chip away that rough edges of, of those of that person. And I think that's it. So that's what I try to do. And I think that's, and I love doing it. I love it. I love it. I helped a, a young man the other day. Um, he's got an employee underneath him. One, um, one direct report, his direct report was having a little bit of issue and he asked me how to deal with it. And I said, try this. And he was like, oh my gosh, wonderful. So, so these are all things that I've learned throughout the 26 years of being in the military. Remember that every time I got promoted, the military sent me to a leadership school. So they spent about a million and a half dollars on me. Yeah. They spent about a million and a half dollars on me, you know, <laughs> you know, chipping away all that. So I just try to give some of that back. Now. And I think like, again, I think that's, I use the word inspire a lot on this podcast, but I think that give back is so important. And the fact that you're doing that in such a generous way. And like you said, it doesn't have to be 500 people. It could be one. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. Like that speak to me, that speaks volumes about who you are, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and how you treat life and, and, and the way that you're moving through it. Uh, I just, I, that, that's the kind of people I want to surround myself with is the ones that do want to give back, not for themselves, you know, cause there are a lot of people that are out there. They want to do stuff. Hey, look at me, look what I just did. And it's like, mm -hmm. nah, JB, you're doing that because you want to do that. Like, and you mm -hmm. can see that what, like, what, what are some of the, you know, these are just the random questions at the end of the interview that I was like at mm -hmm. ask, but you've traveled obviously a lot. 
mm-hmm. you've lived in probably multiple different places. Like what are, what are some of the places that you love visiting slash you've lived um, any, any time that you would, I know you like where you live now. Cause we talked about that the other day, yeah. but what, mm-hmm. like, I mean, if, if you had to pick up and move somewhere and it can be anywhere in the world. Uh, I would probably move to um, somewhere in Italy uh, like that, or maybe even Paris, France. Uh, I lived there for four months. Yeah. Oh, you did. Wow. That's beautiful. I mean, obviously, you know, like Boca Raton, Florida is a, is a, is a, is a, is a great spot. And I got to tell you, uh, even though I, you know, I didn't love the cold weather, like, um, uh, you know, where I was born and raised, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania is just a beautiful town. I agree. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a great town. People go back and they're like, well, this is really a nice it's town. A- I think, I think people still think like steel mills and all this stuff. And it's none of that. It's very, you know, it, it's very cultural, very arts. Oh and, yeah. Um, they have two, they have some yeah. of the really great museums that Andy Warhol. And I love yeah. that. I'm from Columbus originally. So I've been to Pittsburgh okay, a bunch. Sure that little I, I i call it a wharf area down yeah. down along the mm-hmm. i don't even remember which river it's on but uh you know it's but it's just awesome mm-hmm. like you i pittsburgh is and it's a mm-hmm. bigger city than i think people like mm-hmm. it's the same with columbus people yeah. think that columbus is this little well we call it a cow town it's mm-hmm. it, it's not a cow town it's like top 15 largest city in the united states mm-hmm. and so i agree like i think pittsburgh is is just mm-hmm. such a cool for me it was, it was always a fun town to visit and i still mm-hmm. have yet to go to uh, a pirates game which i need to go to because i hear that stadium is just awesome mm-hmm. and uh, just uh, you know got no it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a great spot i mean i i just think that there's just you know if you can if you can put yourself in a community like the community i live in here is beautiful i love it it's a nice it's a nice community and like people think like you know vegas like you know my my, my military buddies call me like yeah vegas like <laughs> I, i'm like i don't live at the hard rock hotel okay <laughs> like that's what they think they all think they all think i live at the hard rock hotel like <laughs> you know and uh you know people say it's like it's actually a, you know, uh, it's actually a beautiful town. It really is. Um, and so I think that, you know, part of that is continuing to, um, you know, help develop where I wouldn't live, Afghanistan, Somalia, yeah. you know, uh, I'm, I'm staying away from those places. Been there, done that. <laughs> pa- pa- Panama, I'm going to take, your, wor- I'm gonna take your word for it. Yeah. yeah. What, <laughs> have you ever thought about, I mean, like you do like, again, like this thinking of energy and thinking about your being like super comfortable in, in terms of talking with people. Have you ever thought about teaching? Like whether that means going back to West Point to like teach in that kind of format or, or teaching in a, in a university setting? Is that something that ever? Yeah. And man, I don't, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I think that I'm, I'm reaching a lot of people doing, doing what I'm doing now. But um, yeah, I mean, if I was a adjunct professor at a at a university, I might do it. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you, know, I, you never know. Like I, again, like I think sometimes I think that universities miss out on people that I think can actually change people's lives more because mm-hmm. they don't think that they're smart enough or what, you know, mm-hmm. just all those like stupid buzzwords. And well, when I was the first sergeant of the West Point prep school, so West Point has its own, has its own prep school where they bring candidates in. And, um, 
the commandant, Mike Anderson, called me in, another very brilliant guy, uh, infantry officer, chain smoker, but brilliant. And he said to me, he goes, uh, he's like, he's like, first sergeant, you're going to teach a new class. It's called student success. And, you know, the academic group was like, well, the first sergeant isn't an academic professor. He's like, yeah, but he's smarter than all you guys. <laughs> and I, and, and I, and I taught this class called student success and it was awesome. And, um, you know, it, it so I, th- I, I agree with you. I think there's a, there's a lot of people out there that, um, you know, have so much, um, you know, SME subject matter expertise, <laughs> right, right. right? Oh yeah. So, so, okay. Maybe that doesn't say PhD. It should say SME subject matter expertise. <laughs> I like so. that. I'm going to start putting that next to my name. <laughs> SME subject matter, ex- subject matter expertise. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Um, <laughs> so I always like to ask, not always, mm-hmm. but what do you, do you get into music at all? Do you get into, do you, I mean, again, like we, we've talked mm-hmm. peripherally about, creativity like do you do you get into music or do you like are there do you have artists like even visual artists that you get into in different ways um that people might not know about you yeah uh so my music selection is probably limited but i so i usually i try to start my day with like buddha bar radio on pandora and then and then at the end of the day i'm uh you know i'll play some like roller boogie or (laughs) or or jazz so that's kind of that's kind of where i'm at right now I, I'm learning. How about that? I'm learning. We have to get we have to get your kids to update you on the music stuff. Uh, uh, oh, I know. I, I, I they when they come to visit, I have music on. They're like, oh hell. They're like, <laughs> it's like nope, 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 nope. What, what like, like? I mean, do you like? Do you ever? And you know, in in the regards to what what outside of the leadership stuff like what do you enjoy do you like play golf at all do you do any any no yeah no i work out yeah i I work out i go to crossfit you know i like to read i like to read um you know i I, truthfully like i i i like to sit in my backyard and just um you you know see just kind of see what's happening coming to myself maybe i'll pour myself a malted beverage and just and just just try to just try to take it in a bit because i think we are just hustling so much hustle 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 and especially with me like because i'm giving you all my energy like there's sometimes i just have to like you know i have to refuel a bit and and sometimes that's not taking anything in if that makes sense no i well they they there's multiple studies that i've read that literally going for a walk and just looking at nature mm-hmm. is is a perfect way to restore and mm-hmm. i think people don't realize that and i think your creative outlet is you're an author like you write mm-hmm. you love to write mm-hmm. and and i think that that i'm excited to you know first of all i'm excited to read this book but i'm excited that you're actually writing a you know a second book mm-hmm. and stuff and 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 I write a lot of handwritten notes. Like I just sent off this weekend, like last week I sent off 10 this weekend. I sent off like another seven, you know, it's funny. I go to, I have my own stationery, but also, you know, uh, I love Trader Joe's because their cards are 99 right. cents. Right. You're right. So, and, and, and I just, I like to just sit down and I go through my phone and I find somebody I haven't talked to. And I just sent somebody a handwritten note and, and it's, it's my father was wonderful at that. And, and I love it. I just love just say, you know, a little catch up, a little inspiring note to somebody. And you know what, if you can, if you can make, if you can make somebody's day better, why not? A hundred percent. I think that's, a, that's actually a beautiful way to end it, JB. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think that 
that kind of human contact has been lost obviously because of the pandemic, but just, I think social media has kind of taken away that, that kind of connection that we Mm -hmm. had in the past. And I, Mm -hmm. I'm hopeful actually that the pandemic will actually bring us back together in a different way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like this, I don't know, like we've been on the platform clubhouse together in in different Mm -hmm. things, which I think is super cool, but it's also, you know, it's still a, it's still social media. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's interesting, Mm -hmm. but um. But I, you know, again, like I, we have like lots more to talk about in, in the future and stuff. And I you know, just have been like really, really excited to have you on here, but just excited that, you know, like to collaborate in the future because I, you know, like I, we want to like figure out ways that we can work together and whether it's getting, you know, our subscription boxes into mm-hmm. Rangers hands and, and whatever, like. Um, and having you up in the, to Montana when we build it out as Beautiful. as a workshop, you know, uh, leader and stuff, and um, with the doc, you know, and I, I just think there's so many things that that we're doing that I think that you're doing that overlap, and just like super excited to like to work together, and and I just can't not thank you enough for coming on here because I think it's just important for people to know what you do and 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 again how inspiring you are, like you like. I'm energized right now. I'm going to have to go out and go for a run. Even though I, already, I love it. I already I worked. It. I already worked out today, but I mean, you know, um, it's the HIT day, a little high intensity training day. So there you go. I already burned myself out, but in a good way. So, um, but thanks man. Like, and like, as I said, probably release this in a couple of weeks at this point. Cause we, I just ended season four. Um, and okay. we'll put it out in a couple of weeks, but I, I will stay in touch because I, you know, I'm going to be out that way a couple times this year and I, I drive out there. So, um, so I don't know if I'll get that far West this, this first trip, but the second trip I might actually. So we'll see, because like I said, it'd be cool to just like hang out and grab a coffee and, or a malted beverage. Who knows? (laughs) I love it. So, but thanks man. And, um, we'll just catch up soon and, um, lots of things are brewing on our end. So I'll have to catch you up when things start like finalizing and um, we're just we're at that point where we're just somebody needs to give us money and we're ready to roll i love it i love it all right keep me posted cool brother thank you got my number anything you need okay keep doing it you're a class act talk to you soon you too man bye Absolutely loved and appreciate having JB on the podcast today. Really look forward to doing some stuff with him in the future. If you aren't inspired by listening to JB, you do not have a pulse. Make sure to follow him on Instagram at JB Spizo. That's J-B-S-P-I-S-S-O. And also stop by his website, jbsleaders.com. And also make sure to, ch- to pick up his book, Warrior Leadership. A reminder to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Thank you for listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and other social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information, including daily creative training journals and subscription boxes. Thanks for listening. See you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.